do have is guilt. A lot of guilt. A lot of inner voices that say, you ought to do this, you should do this, you ought to do that. When are you going to get with this? And uh, some of you, like me, have come to points in your life where you said, you know, New Year's or New Year's resolutions. I don't do that because, you know what, it's just a painful process to set them, not keep them, set them, not keep them, set them, not keep them. So if you don't set them, it doesn't feel quite so bad. And so what I want to talk with you about today is how in the world can we, in fact, change for the better, no shortcuts, but in a way where it happens from the inside out and it lasts. And I want to ask and answer this question, why do our attempts to change so often fail? Now my answer may not be the whole truth, nothing but the truth, and include everything, but it's a premise I'd like you to listen to. My premise is this, is that the problem with change is this, superficial analysis and superficial focus produces superficial temporary change. And what I mean by that is our focus is usually superficial. You know, I, I want to lose a little weight or I'd like to be a little more disciplined or have a better relationship. In fact, to give you the picture of what I'm talking about, pull, pull out a pen if you've got it and see on this little diagram, this pyramid of an iceberg. I want you to take it and put some squiggly lines right under the word behavior. So it looks like this pyramid I've given you is an iceberg floating in the water, but above the water line is your behavior, and below the water line is speech, thoughts, attitudes, beliefs, values, and at the bottom, integrity. And what I'm really saying by this is that we tend to focus on change above the, above the water line. You know, I need to change my eating habits. I need to change my workout habits. I need to watch less TV. I need to be a better parent. I need to get more work done. It's above the waterline. Our analysis often is superficial as well. Did you ever wonder, why do you eat when you're not hungry? Why, if you really believe you need to get in shape, you don't? Why, if you really believe that you want to have a deeper marriage, you don't really spend much time cultivating it more than a few quick runs? And what I want to tell you is that when we do in-depth analysis, when you start looking below the waterline, the scripture says, in fact, we're going to look at a passage in scripture where all this is developed out of. The scripture says that whatever comes out of your mouth is the best indicator of what's really going on in your heart. Not what you think's in there, but what's really in there. And the Bible will talk about thoughts that we have and attitudes that we have that really shape our behavior. And behind our thoughts and attitudes, there's some values and some belief systems that are deeply ingrained in you. And that's what is creating these behaviors above the waterline. My premise is this, is we don't look down deep underneath the waterline and therefore we have problems that have deep root issues. We give a superficial analysis, a superficial solution, and three weeks to three months later, there's no change. Did you notice what's at the bottom of the pyramid? What's the word? Integrity. The verse on the top is from Proverbs 10.9. He who walks in integrity walks securely, but he who perverts his way will be found out. If you walk in integrity, if you walk in honesty, if you are willing to say, God, I want to see myself the way you see me. If you're willing to look in the mirror and say, I want to see myself accurately, not what I want to believe, but what's true. If you're willing to look below the surface and say, what values and attitudes and thoughts and beliefs do I really hold dear that's producing these kind of behaviors? If you're willing to look there, 
you'll be secure. But he who perverts, the Hebrew word literally means crooked, takes a shortcut. But he who perverts his way will be found out. Let, let me give you a picture, okay? I think it'll help you pull it together. Um, for the first probably uh, 10, 12 years I was a believer, I was a full-blown workaholic, okay? I mean, it started early and it got worse, worse, worse. By the time I was in college, I was playing two sports, working a job, in a Bible study, leading a Bible study, and meeting with five people individually every week. I mean, it worked. If the goal was to get through school and, you know, get good grades, and uh, it works. Stayed up late, got up early, pushed my body to the limit, got involved in some ministry, got involved in coaching, and then I got married, then I went to seminary, then I was in the church. <laughs> 